As Australia's housing crisis continues, and I don't see it getting any better, property expert Garth Davis says state governments should be looking at stamp duty. Now, Garth is a real estate and property expert. He's on the line. Hello, Garth. Thanks for doing this. Hi, Mike. Great to be with you and your listeners. So I've been having a bit of a look around. Would we, if we were in, say, the US, be talking about a transfer tax when we talk about stamp duty? Yes, it's different. Each country has their own sort of stamping and transfer duties. And the problem in, in Australia at the moment is when we actually look at the amount of money that is going that has been raised from the stamp duty tax, and uh, those go to the state governments, but, you know, all at a time when we've really got an affordability crisis, Mike. Yeah, there's at least 13 states in the U.S. who don't have this particular tax. And I would guessing with the states that don't have it, they're more geared to, you know, keeping the economy rolling, getting it done. You want to buy a new place, you can go to the new place without the hindrance of having to come up with this tax. I was listening to the two Murrays, and one of their listeners was complaining that I think she and the partner had decided to buy a place the stamp duty was going to be 85k. Could that be right? But here's the punchline: uh, they can't afford it anymore, so they're only going to own the place for two minutes and sell it immediately. So the next person is going to have to pay that stamp duty as well. Yeah, and this is why it's really, really important for people buying when they're buying or looking at buying properties to really get a good, good handle, uh, get really good expert advice with its own occupier, first time owner or as an investment to really understand the numbers and understand the actual cost of a property, not just what is the, the sales price of the property, what are all the costs that go into purchasing that property. And just for an example, I was just looking at some numbers here. Let's look at a sort of the median price for, for Sydney is uh, as for per core logic. So let's work just over a million dollars. So the stamp duty on a million dollar property in, in Sydney would be 40399 the same price property in Melbourne is fifty-seven thousand five hundred. So, um, you know, it's expensive in Sydney, but if you go to Melbourne, you're paying seventeen thousand dollars more for the same value of a property. So, this is the problem: is that it's not uh, streamlined across each of the states and territories. They all do their own calculations and costings, but that's a huge amount of money to be adding on top of the cost of the property. So, this, you know, and this is the real problem: is it's making properties unaffordable. Um, you know, the, and the governments are turning around and blaming everybody else. Um, you know, for these these high priced properties, they're blaming investors, they're blaming the builders. But it's this very lazy tax of stamp duty, which is lovely, easy money for the state governments. But what's it actually doing, and what's it what's it achieving? Well, it's a purely arbitrary tax, isn't it? I mean, they might as well call it the window tax or something. It doesn't really mean anything beyond the fact that it's established, it's expected, and the state profits from it. Yeah, and absolutely. And, and unfortunately, what is the downside of this? Well, it means that properties, as property prices go up, the state governments make more because it's not, it's, it's a, normally a percentage of the value of the property. So there's no ceiling on it and they can, they're just getting more and more revenue from it. And what it creates, uh, Mike, is a mobility tax or in a, in a mobility. So what happens is it stops people from buying and reselling to the corrects. It stops them from correct sizing. So what would happen is 
you might have a family that had a big four or five bedroom home uh, when they, you know, they bought it with because they had a, 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 you know, family with kids. Now the kids have moved out and they're empty nesters. Now they maybe it's a husband and wife or two partners, two people living in a five bedroom house. And the problem is that property that property should be used to housing a bigger family. But what stops people selling to downsize or resize is these these high costs of selling and and rebuying because you'll be paying you sell that property and you go and buy something else you've got to pay the stamp duty and for people you know that are trying to pay down their mortgages the last thing they want is this you know an increase in their mortgages and and from lazy add-ons like the the stamp duty so what it does do is it stops people buying and selling more often than they would do if it was there was no stamp duty or very much street streamlined and that way people if you could do it easier that would be They'll be living in the right size house as opposed to being sort of fearful of trying to downsize or upsize, um, you know, because at the moment people would rather, if they can, um, they would rather do renovations than move just because they don't have to pay the selling fees and then the stamp duty and the other associated costs of buying a new property. So that's really critical, isn't it? I mean, that really does impact on people, well, making best use of resources quite apart from uh, any personal inclinations they might have. So when it comes to the state government saying on the one hand, yes, we have to address the housing crisis, they're talking out of the both, both sides of their mouth when they still want to keep the stamp duty there getting in the way. Absolutely. And as we say, it's a, it's a really easy... Easy tax for them. Literally, it's a, a you know, and it comes from when they actually just stamp the titles. There's a change of, 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 of ownership, and and that's what it is. It's not a hard earned tax. And the problem is, that, Mike, is that we we're not going to get any support from state governments, um, to to have any change at the moment. This this fills their coffers so much so that collectively the state governments uh, are earning sixty billion dollars a year, sixty six zero billion dollars a year in stamp duty. So the, it's not going to be up to the governments and, and the, the state governments and the territories to turn around and say, hey, guys, we're going to make some changes here. They, they make a fortune from that to go towards, obviously, their expenses um, and distributions, but it's it's a big chunk of money, and they're not going to give that out, up without a fight. So, um, you know, we, the people need to understand where, how much has been raised, um, and we we need to go and bet for ourselves that uh, you know we we're getting a fair share from that. If the, if we know that money has been well spent, and we're actually helping that money is going towards helping the housing problem, then maybe people will feel a little bit better about it. But as you and, and all the listeners and yourself know, we've got a housing crisis throughout Australia. Every capital city is undersupplied. We've had mass, you know, um, uh, increase in population from from overseas migration, and we've got so many more people that we haven't got houses for. It's creating. We've got to have a housing crisis. We have a rental crisis across most of the capital cities. So, you know, if they're gonna if they're gonna keep um, billing the way they do for stamp duty, then we need to see these funds being used and being redistributed back into the housing the housing schemes and the housing markets to bring on supply. That is the real thing we need in the market is supply. So that sixty billion, I mean, that could go a long way to building more accommodation and infrastructure, but it just goes into general revenue. Is that right? 
yes, it just gets it'll get lost into all the expenses and you know um, other expenses through for the for the government goes to the state budgets, but it's a huge uh, it's, it's a huge cash cow for them. And it's the one place that they really get easy money, particularly in the markets that have been really, really strong. We know throughout Australia, the property markets have been going really, really strong on the back of, you know, the cheap money that was around during COVID. So the last three to four years, there's been a lot of transactions going on um, when there was the cheap money and a lot of grants and a lot of incentives for first-time buyers. So there's been a lot of there's been a lot of transactions and a lot of people buying, and therefore a lot of you know, a lot of stamp duty revenue. So, you know, at the moment we would say, well, you know, why um, why have we got such a problem in the housing market with undersupply that money should be going back towards social housing or build to rent schemes or, you know, or whatever, or reduce or reduce it, uh, reduce the stamp duties to, to make properties more mobile. So they're not going to give up the revenue, but is there any way of restructuring it so it isn't such a handbrake? Well, absolutely, and I think this is where we we, we rely on our state uh, our state authorities, that like um, the Real Estate Institute of New South Wales, the Real Estate Institute of Queensland. We need those bodies to to rally and to go and fight uh, within the right channels and make the call to you know reduce these kind of um, excessive costs. Because also, what it does is when we have big costs like this, it's a disincentive for. Um, for investors and investors are there to create more rental stock and every investment property in the market is another rental property that can be rented the more properties to rent the the, the more the chances of holding rents to, you know or, or supplying rent um, in the, the the demand versus supply uh, scale the more rental properties there are you know hopefully there's uh, more pressure on the rents to stabilize or to come down so we need people investing in property and we need to be able to buy and sell uh, freely and not be sort of with our handcuffs uh, our hands cuffed together and not being able to sell because you know we know we've got to hold these properties for 10 to 15 years otherwise so uh, you know these the, the, these costs, buying costs and selling costs, just uh, just don't make it uh, a good financial decision. They're just disproportionate. Garth, appreciate your time and comments. Thanks for that. Thank you very much, Mike. Been my pleasure. Garth Davis, real estate and property expert.